welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. question for you about wisdom. Would you consider yourself to be wise? How would you define wisdom? What's the wisest thing? Ma'am, do you know if you could give me some wisdom? Can you give me some wisdom, just a piece of wisdom? You're not standing in a very safe place. So move from where I'm standing. That's wise. How many are enjoying Nick in San Francisco? Yes, most of you are. Some of you are so concerned about his humor. I don't know if I trust this guy. He is a great guy. I met a lady last week that said, hey, I would love to spend my day with Nick and just watch him talk to people, okay? I'm sure he'd be funny and mildly embarrassing for everyone involved. Uh, But it's a great introduction into this series uh, before Google. And Pastor Darren last week shared just an amazing word, laying the foundation for, for this series on wisdom. And he challenged all of us. He, hey, you know what? Read Proverbs chapter one five times this week as we dive in and uh, encourage us that everyone needs wisdom. And we believe in that, that everyone needs wisdom. And so we want to lean into this series knowing that God has some wise thoughts for us. And so uh, I, I want to dive right in to some intellectual, deep, uh, philosophical thinking. I want to get us get, get, get our minds going as, as we unpack wisdom. So I'm going to read from an author that is well known. He's been around for a while. He's probably one of the greatest authors that we've, we've heard and, and read about uh, throughout the generations. And, and truly, uh, whether you are young and old, you have gleaned wisdom from this author. And so the author I want to read from is Dr. Seuss. Okay? He's a wise, wise creature. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to read from, him, from Dr. Seuss, uh, the book that I, we all know, did, you ever, did I Ever Tell You How Lucky You Are? Who's read this book? Hands all over the place. This is amazing. This is amazing. Not really. Not really. So I'm going to read some wisdom from Dr. Seuss and, uh, and, and let your minds be expanded intellectually with wisdom as, as I read. It says this, when I was quite young and quite small for my size, I met an old man in the desert of Dries. He sang me a song I will never forget, at least, well, I haven't forgot it yet. Next page, please. He sat in a terribly prickly place, but he sang with a sunny, sweet smile on his face. When you think things are bad, when you feel sour and blue, when you start to get mad, you should do what I do. Next page, please. Just tell yourself, Ducky, you're really quite lucky. Some people are much more Oh, ever so much more. Oh, muchly, much, much more unlucky than you. The end. The wisdom from this book is wacky. I'm just going to tell you right now. The, the, the wisdom from this book is wacky. It provides some good satire. Uh, but here's the deal. The wisdom from Dr. Seuss, as, as goofy and wacky as he may be, is very much like the world's wisdom. It's full of our own understanding. And we can glean a few little nuggets from Dr. Seuss and from other amazing authors, but, but really the wisdom 
uh, that we have is not like God's wisdom. The perspective that we have is not like God's perspective. The thoughts that we have are not like God's thoughts. And really, this is what God says about our thoughts, about our wisdom, about our own understanding. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 says this. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That's a great scripture. We know that scripture. We've heard of that scripture. But again, it frames the perspective that that we have finite understanding. God has infinite understanding. We have limited perspective. God has unlimited perspective. When, when, when we are thinking about our lives and we are thinking about the future, we think about today and tomorrow. God thinks about eternity and beyond. God's perspective is vast. God's wisdom is beyond our thoughts and our, our, our very own understanding. Would, would we all agree upon that? Amen. Amen. I need you to talk back to me a little bit. Would we agree upon that? Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. So again, our wisdom is limited and finite. And uh, Proverbs chapter 3 tells us how to glean wisdom from God, how to get the understanding that we need. It it gives us a very basic description in how to do that. And so we're going to look at it on the screen. It says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. There are three simple steps that, that, that God lays out. And when we do these three things, it says, he will make your path straight. He will bring understanding into your perspective, into your mind. Now, when I look at this scripture, and many of us have heard this before, it sounds good. It makes sense. It looks good. But if we're going to be honest, this is extremely hard to do. Living out this passage is extremely hard to do because you're basically saying, God, I'm not going to rely upon my own thinking. I'm not going to trust my own wisdom. I'm not going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And, and if I'm going to be honest with you, and I think you want me to be honest this morning, if I'm going to be honest with you, um, it's really hard to do. When I think about my own life, in my selfish nature, in my sinful nature, I have a perspective and a, and, and, and a, a thought or an idea of how I want to accomplish things, of how I want to live my life. And, and, and when someone comes into my life and, and has a different perspective, and, and, and a different idea in my selfish nature, I don't like it, despite who it's coming from, even if it's coming from my heavenly Father. I have, I have my, 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 my human nature is to say, you know what, whoa, this is against what I want. This, this isn't what, what I planned out. This isn't my thinking. This isn't the way that I want to do it. Again, if we're being honest with each other, our, our, our selfish nature pushes up even against God's amazing wisdom in God's word. And we got to have those, that, that honest perspective where you say, God, you know what? At times, I don't like your wisdom. God, it comes against what, what I want to do. But Lord, at the end of the day, I, I acknowledge, I understand it is your wisdom. Uh, a few quick questions for you. How many of you have ever uh, received God's wisdom and, and you've understood that it is different than your wisdom? Yes. A few honest people have just raised their hand. I think all of us could, could actually raise our hands. Where we had an idea and a thought, and we thought, man, that's gold. That is genius. Where did that come from? Myself. That's amazing. And then God comes in and shares a different perspective, and we're like, wow, that's different, God. I don't know how that's going to work out, but it's God's wisdom. Another question for you. 
Uh, how many have ever done your own thing despite what God's wisdom was telling you? Again, more honest people are raising their hands. We could all raise our hands. There's been times when, when we, have, we have, whether we've received God's wisdom or in our chosen ignorance, we've said, God, you know what? I'm going to turn and I, I'm going to do what I want to do because this is my plan. And, and God, you know what? I'm going to run the play. I got to run my play. I'm going to run my play. I'm going to do what I want to do. And more often than not, it's got us in, in, into actual trouble. Um, I think about uh, the parents in the room. We got a lot of parents in the room. Uh, we have a lot of people that have been parented. All of us have, have, have been a child at one point. And, and, and we see uh, th- this whole dynamic played out with our kids. And, and right now, our biggest challenge in the house in terms of wisdom that I have is with my two-year-old. Okay? I got a two-year-old. And the battle is being fought over getting in the stinking car seat. Get in the car seat. She's two years old and she talks back. And so we'll walk out to the car. This is a fun game. You guys, parents know what I'm talking about. Walk out to the car. Stella, get in your car seat. No. Stella, you need to obey. You need to get in your car seat. No. And, and she, she will say no to my face. Look me in the eye. Stare me down. She will say No. Uh, and, and again, the game's played out. She says, no, I, I get firm. Uh, I don't spare the rod. We, so it's like, Stella, come on, let's go, let's go. She's crying. Uh, the, the, the older kids are, are not happy because Stella's crying. We do this multiple times a day. It's so much fun. It really is fun. Uh, so much joy in my heart when I think about that story. But she, in her limited perspective, thinks that, you know what, it's better at a, at a two-year-old's perspective to sit in the back seat with older sister or, or to sit on the floor of the minivan. I'd rather do that, Daddy. It's, that's so much fun. Um, that is better for me. And, and myself and my parental understanding, I realize wisdom says be safe. Get in your car seat. Uh, protect Daddy from getting arrested, from getting tickets, okay? <laughs> Get in your car seat. She doesn't understand any of that. But, but that, that, that is the truth and that is the perspective. And again, that's a very uh, elementary example uh, but at times we have that dialogue with, with our Heavenly Father. God, you know, I don't want to do that. Uh, God, I understand that, that, that I have a finite perspective. You have an infinite perspective. But God, I don't want to do that. God, I understand that, that I have a limited knowledge, working knowledge of my life as you want it to be played out. But God, I, 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 I don't want to submit to your will. I want to do what I want to do. We have this, this tension with wisdom. We want it, uh, but yet at times we push up against it. Are you with me? Yeah. It's so true for all our lives. So Proverbs Chapter 3, back, back to this amazing text that's going to help us uh, throughout this whole series. When you look at this, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You cannot fulfill the wisdom that is found in God's amazing word unless you are able to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You need to disconnect from the control and having uh, uh, the, 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 the power seat, the driver's seat of your life. You need to disconnect and say, Heavenly Father, I trust you with everything. Because when you trust the Lord, you're able to live out his wisdom because you're not in control, he's in control. It's not your wisdom, it's his wisdom. And then all of a sudden, God, God is working in your life in miraculous ways and wise ways because you are trusting his plan with all of your heart. And so for many of us, we got we to gotta develop a confidence in God's care and in his amazing love. God cares about you. 
God will provide all of your needs as you trust in him. God loves you. He has your benefit and, and, and your, your gain in mind. He wants to bless you. He wants to take care of you. You need to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And here's the deal. At the end of the day, you got to believe that what God says in his word is true. That God is the God of his word. So if it's in the Bible, if it's in his word, you got to believe that he's going to bring it to fruition in your life. you got to know his word and believe that he's going to come good on it. Amen? Yep. So you look at uh, the, 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 the next thing. Lean not on your own understanding. And when I think about my life and you think about your life, much of the miscalculations, uh, misjudgments, misunderstandings, uh, things that we have uh, um, dropped the ball on, things that have not gone right in our lives, much of those things have come because we have leaned on our own understanding. I can't think of a thing in my life that has gone wrong when I've leaned on God's understanding. I can't think of a thing. I really can't. It's been, it's been a lot of my own uh, uh, fumblings and, and miscalculations and failures. It's been my own doing because I've leaned on my own understanding and I've lost my way. So when we lean on our own understanding, uh, bad things happen. When we lean on God's understanding, things just work out as they should. And they may not always be rosy, but we know they are exactly how God wants them to happen. And we trust the Lord in the process. And when, we, when, when we're able to do that, when we submit our ways to him, it says that he will make our path straight. God will make our path straight. And what that means is that God will, God will bring a moral righteousness there, there is a rightness to how we live. We are then on the straight and the narrow, right where we want to be, walking in step with God's word, with his truth, as he wants us to live, because our paths have been made straight, because we're not leaning on our own understanding, and we are trusting the Lord with everything. That's how we gain wisdom. That's how we, how we live out wisdom in our lives and how God wants us to, to, to pursue all that he has for us. But again, easier said than done. It is a challenge. It is a challenge to live with God's wisdom because we are constantly being tempted and bombarded with our own thoughts, with our own perspective, with our own self-help books. There are a lot of great things out there to, to, to better ourselves, but God's way is the best way. Amen? God's way, God's wisdom is the best wisdom for us. And so when we follow wisdom, we have to believe that benefits and blessings always come. And so, uh, so I'm, I'm going to read a few benefits for us of wisdom. And uh, throughout chapter uh, 1 and 9 of Proverbs, chapter 1 and chapter 9 of Proverbs, there is amazing truth, amazing wisdom. And the perspective that it's being shared is through a father's advice to a son. <coughs> and you think about a father's heart for his son. And throughout this scripture, you're going to see a father's heart being played out for his son. He says, my son, my son, my son, did I mention to you I'm about to have a son? My wife is pregnant with a boy. Let's slide that in there. See how I did that? Thank you, Proverbs. So the, 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 the father's heart is one where he is sharing wisdom for his son. And, and, and I got the picture of a father that is about to send off his son to college. Or a father that, 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 that is about to marry off his son. And he's, he's, he's sitting them down and saying, I'm about to unload on you all of the wisdom that I have. I'm going to give you the best of the best. I'm not going to hold anything back because I want you to be as prepared as possible to, 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 to be successful in every endeavor, in everything I've asked you to do. 
And so the Father wants to download his wisdom to us because he loves us and he cares about us. And he wants us to be equipped and ready to do all that he's called us to do. So again, this is a parental approach to wisdom. And we're going to look at several benefits. So, so the, 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 the actual first thing that God's going to give us, he's going to give us right thinking. That's one of the benefits is right thinking. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 7 says, He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. God wants to guard your thoughts. He, he knows that, that the enemy is going to come in uh, sideways with thoughts that are, that are counter to his wisdom. So God, through his word, wants to protect your thoughts. That, that you, you may have received a thought or an idea or perspective, and God says, go to my word. He, re, actually read my words and let that counter uh, the, 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 the wisdom of the world, the random thoughts that are going to come. Let that be the counter. Let there be right thinking upon you. I want to give you the right perspective. Another blessing of wisdom is that God wants to protect our relationships. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 12 says, Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. I'm thankful for that. There's been situations, maybe you can relate. When I've walked into a relationship, I've walked into a situation where God, God has just put a sense in my spirit, you need to be careful. You need to be guarded. You need to use wisdom as you, as you begin to flesh out this relationship. Or maybe I've, I've been in a situation where God has said, you know what? Uh, wisdom would say, go a little deeper. Open up a little bit more. Share more of your life. Join your heart just, j- j- just a little more because I want to do something special here. I, I think of young people in the room. Um, God wants to give you wisdom and protect you from, from bad relationships, whether it be friendships or dating relationships. Uh, young people, you, you got to think through and be prayerful with every close friendship you have. With every dating relationship that you have, you need to take it to prayer and go, go to God's word for wisdom to make sure that, man, God, I want to make sure that I get it right. If I'm going to bring people close into my life, God, I don't want them to be evil or bad. I want them to be positive and affirming and good for my life as you position them within me. So, so we got we to be mindful that God wants to protect us in all of our relationships. Uh, an, another great benefit is that God wants to save us from immorality. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 16 says, Wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the seductive words of the promiscuous woman. I thank God for that. I thank God that, 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 that there is protection from, from promiscuity in my life. There's prote- protection from seduction and evil desires. I thank God that he's given me just understanding with, with how to handle my own temptations and urges and desires. I thank God for that. And, and here's the deal. God has given us an amazing Bible, an amazing book that, that, that basically outlines sexual ethics for us. You, you may have a, a concern or a thought on, on sexuality or, or even, even in today's culture, how it's being fleshed out. God has a very clear perspective on sexual ethics. And so we got to go to God's word to clear up any confusion to understand how God wants us to handle ourselves, conduct ourselves with our own sexuality. Amen. So God, God has given us very clear instructions. God has given us a, a word of wisdom for every situation and for every debate that's out there. And we got to go to God's word because he's given us uh, amazing truth and wisdom with, with sexual ethics. The next one I love is that God wants to, uh, to give us his amazing favor. One of the blessings of wisdom is that God wants to give us his favor. 
Proverbs chapter 3, verse uh, 4 says, Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. I think of Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. As Jesus was growing up in wisdom, as he was studying wisdom, uh, as he was hanging out uh, uh, with, with wise people with, 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 within the temple, it says that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all of the people. Wisdom happened first, and as wisdom increased, favor with God increased, favor with people increased. Jesus had a great reputation. He was growing in wisdom and understanding, and he had an amazing reputation. But, but more importantly, he had the favor of God and of people upon him. I want the favor of God and people upon me as I grow in wisdom. So I think about whatever context that you operate within, whether it be uh, within family or within business, within the community, within your own church. If you want more favor, ask for more wisdom. Get more wisdom. Uh, uh, let God correct your thinking. Let God give you right thoughts so that you can operate in wisdom. People can see godly wisdom upon you. They may, may not articulate it as godly wisdom, but they will see wisdom upon you, and then you will receive favor and a good reputation because that's how God intended it to be. The, these next three, are, I believe, are, are some of the most important uh, blessings and benefits of wisdom that God has for us. The next one is this long life and happiness. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 says, Joyful is a person <clears throat> who finds wisdom and the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths and all her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Here's the deal. If you found a treasure on the side of the road, you would be full of joy because you just found a treasure. I've never found a literal treasure in my life. I don't know if anyone here has found a pirate's booty in this room, a treasure, but, but here's the deal. There, there, there is a treasure that God has given us through wisdom, and when we discover that treasure, it brings joy into our lives because we've discovered something, and it, it is an eternal truth and perspective that is from our Heavenly Father, and it brings joy in our life. We just get excited that we've discovered a truth from God that is going to shape our lives and direct us into our future. It brings joy. Think about long life. It says she offers long life, speaking of wisdom, in her right hand. And uh, long life in the Old Testament time and, and, then, and then thereafter within the, the actual New Testament time, long life, just so we understand the context, was the blessing of all blessing. There was a lot of things that, that people actually wanted uh, back when Jesus was alive, but long life was the blessing of all blessings. So if someone said, you are blessed with long life, that was it. That was the ultimate. There, there was nothing better that you could tell someone than to say, you know what, you are blessed with a long life. And if you saw someone of, 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 of older age, you realize, man, they are blessed. They are just living right. God has blessed them. There's God's favor, and God, God is, is blessing them with long life. That is what wisdom does. It brings about long life uh, to us. And, and again, that, that is a spiritual principle. 
Uh, we know in life it doesn't always play out that way, but that is part of the blessing that God has for us. And it says that, that, that it's going to come in her right hand. And I think about that, and uh, the right hand, the right hand, not the left hand, the right hand is the hand that, that anything of prominence, anything of blessing, it was given with the right hand. That was the hand of honor. And uh, I was on a missions trip uh, several years ago to China, and uh, I was eating with my chopsticks with my left hand. I'm left-handed. It's hard enough to eat with chopsticks when you're not used to eating with chopsticks. But I was eating with my chopsticks in my left hand, and we had just delivered Bibles to, to this, uh, this lady that had long life. She was blessed by the Lord, and she was well-known within the community, and she wanted to serve us dinner for bringing Bibles to her. Uh, so we're sitting down, we're having dinner. I'm eating with chopsticks in my left hand, and she's slapping my hand. I'm like, what is the deal? What am I doing wrong? Can someone help me in English? Let me know what is going on here. And, she, and she's slapping my hand, and she's having fun with me, but I'm like, this is not fun. Turn, come to find out, uh, the left hand was only used for one thing, and that was to wipe your bottom. And she's like, stop eating with the hand that you wipe your bottom with. I was like, oh, sorry. And so switched it really quickly. Uh, uh, but, but in her mind, that was... That, that was not the hand of honor. The hand of honor was the right hand. And God wants to honor us in that way. He wants to say, hey, with my right hand, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you long life. When you follow wisdom, because wisdom wants to bring that about, wisdom wants to bring about blessing, long life, and happiness within us. Uh, another benefit of wisdom is a sense of security. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 23 says, they keep you safe on your way and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep, sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden, sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked, for the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. I love that perspective, is that when you live with wisdom, at night you can put your head down you can, and you can sleep soundly knowing that, you know what, my life is secure. I don't have it all figured out. There may be stress in my life and, and unknown factors going on, but at the end of the day, I trust the Lord with my life, with all of my heart. He provides my security. He provides my protection, and I live within that. I live within the, the security and within the protection God affords for me. And, and when, when, when I think about when we have that perspective, when we have the ability to trust in the Lord, um, fear and worry and anxiety, they diminish. And there is simply a trust in what God has for us. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, I led a trip to Ethiopia on a, on, on a missions trip. And we had an amazing time. But leading up to that trip, there was a lot of questions and concerns, some from our team, but some from extended family members. They were like, hey, wait a second. Ebola's in Africa. Are you sure you want to go to Ethiopia? And, you know, ISIS is right around the corner. Do you, are you sure you want to go to, to to, to, to a region of the world where there is ISIS. And hey, there, there's, there's AIDS still there. Are you sure you want to? And you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a poor country and there's not a lot of uh, medical uh, supplies there. Are you sure you want to go? There was a lot of questions and concerns. When we landed in Saudi Arabia, un, unbeknownst to our team, we were like, why are we in Saudi Arabia? This is weird. Uh, there was a lot of things that even popped up within the trip. But here's the deal. We were walking in God's favor. We were walking in wisdom and God was our protection. He was our security. We didn't have a hiccup on the trip until we got back and then we all got sick, okay? But we didn't have a hiccup on the trip. I'm still working through it. 
We didn't have a hiccup on the trip because God was our protection and our security. And, 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 and we didn't worry about a thing because God was with us the whole way. And that is the peace, the protection, the security that God wants to bring into our lives. Uh, lastly, God wants to uh, ensure us uh, with eternal life. There is an eternal reward that, that only wisdom can bring about. And here's what I mean by that. It says, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 8, says, If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her, and she will honor you. Get this. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. What does that mean? Throughout Scripture, whenever you see a wreath or a crown being given, that was for a victor. That was for someone that was more than a conqueror. That was, that was something of great esteem and honor to receive a crown or a wreath. And throughout the, throughout the, the actual New Testament, when, when there is a crown being talked about, it's being talked about as the crown of glory, which is received when we, when we step into eternity. Wisdom wants to ensure your salvation so that within that, that, that final moment, as you cross from this life into eternity, your heavenly Father wants to bless you with a crown of glory and say, you know what? You are a victor. You are more than a conqueror. Well done, my good and faithful servant. As you walk into eternity and receive your crown, receive your prize of salvation. Aren't you thankful that wisdom wants to protect our salvation and eternity? Yeah. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for the benefits and the blessings of wisdom and that, and that God has brought wisdom into my life that at times they might fight against it, but it's wisdom that, 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 that wants to lead me along his straight paths. Wisdom that says, Chris, you don't have to have it all figured out. You can trust in me. Wisdom that says, you know what, Chris, trust me, your heavenly father, with all of your heart. And that's for all of us. I can think about my life and some of the most difficult decisions I've had to make. And 10 years ago, we decided to, to plant a church with Pastor Darren, uh, our executive pastor. Uh, and that was one of the hardest decisions we've ever made. Uh, but that campus or, or that church that we started 10 years ago is now the Shakopee campus. And I look at the journey God had me on. Went trading in for a second. A couple years ago, we made a decision with our family to, to make a housing decision that was hard for us. But I went and traded in for the second because this brought peace into my home. It's brought a perspective of how family should be. Um, that again, I wouldn't trade that in for the world. There's other decisions that I'm processing through that I have my own way of doing things and I have my own idea of how it should be fleshed out. But I have to identify, is that my understanding or is that God's understanding? And as much as I think this is the right way, I lean, against, I, I lean against God's understanding and I trust him with it. Because here's the deal with wisdom. And I, I've had it deduce it in my own life as I prayed about this message and, and internalized it. Wisdom isn't about getting benefits and blessing. Wisdom isn't always about doing the right thing. It gets real in this moment because wisdom is about understanding the Father's heart for you. Wisdom is about understanding who God is. Because God wants to be known. And wisdom is how we discover who God is. Think about that father who's about to send his son off to college or about to send his son off into marriage. And he's saying, son, here's what you need to know about me and my life. Here's what I discovered. Here, here's what I've learned about marriage. It's not easy. It's going to be hard at times. But son, here's what I, here's what I know 
here's my, here's my wisdom, here's my information. There is the Father saying, I want to be known in this moment. I'm sharing information with you that's going to guide you, that's going to change you, that's going to give you a perspective that maybe you've never heard before. But son, you need to know the heart of your Father. So that's what I, why I love this topic of wisdom. Because it's more than nuggets of truth. It's more than, than information being shared from God to us. It's our Heavenly Father saying, I want to be known. And when you come to me and discover my wisdom, I am known. And when you know who I am, you know how to live, you, you know the path that I want you to live on, and then you can walk each day knowing that I am, I am in tune and in step with my Heavenly Father. And the relationship that you have with Him is enriched, and there's depth, and there's perspective that changes everything. So Proverbs chapter 1 says, when, it, when you think about wisdom, it says start with God. Start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Only fools thumb their nose at such wisdom and learning. So we humble ourselves, saying, God, we don't have it all figured out, but we humble ourselves. We bow to our heavenly Father, because we want wisdom, but we want to know who he is. We want to discover our God for all that he is. So pray with me. Father God, in these moments, we confess that we don't have it all figured out. And God, we pray for forgiveness of our own wicked ways. God, we pray for just repentance in these moments when we've tried to lean on our own understanding, when we've tried to trust in our own ways. And those have led us astray. We've miscalculated. We've had misjudgment. God, we've went against your word and your amazing wisdom. So God, we pray that you forgive us of those decisions in those wicked ways. And God, in these moments, we want to let you know that we want to know you. God, we want to know you. God, wisdom is great. Understanding is great. But God, we know that those two things lead to knowing our Heavenly Father. So God, we want to know you. We want to know your plans for our lives. God, we want to know that every decision we make is the right decision because, God, we've consulted with our Heavenly Father. We've lived out His truth. We've lived out the way you've intended us to live. So, God, I pray that you broaden our horizons. God, I pray as we humble ourselves that, God, you give us wisdom. And, Lord, God, I pray you give us the strength to live out what you've asked of us. That, God, every ounce of wisdom you pour into us, that, God, we would take it to heart and, God, we would apply it to our lives. As hard as it may be, Lord, I pray that your wisdom would always win. And God, I thank you that you are a heavenly father that is so intimate and so near to us. God, I thank you that you want to be known. Thank you for that, God. So Lord, may we live with wisdom today and every day. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen.